Hello and welcome to the Nerds Unknown Podcast, episode 10. Hey, we made it, guys. 10 episodes. Hell yeah. I am your host, Ray El Capitan, and joining me for this journey into the unknown is Will the Jester. What up, guys? Paul the Keeper of Rapture. How's it going, everyone? Uh, And unfortunately, the big jug could not be here. Juggy couldn't join us this week. Sad face, because I really was looking forward to doing the big tent pull, you know, episode 10 uh, with Juggy. So, but hey, guys, how's everything going? How you been? How's life, work, you know, the universe and everything? Yeah, like you like you said, it's been busy. I've been I've been going going crazy looking for another job because this job is not not fun anymore. And um, they took the they took away one thing that kept me sane in that job and it's the ability to listen to anything in headphones because apparently we cannot and they just made that rule up so um that and um been playing a lot of games that's all and uh like i said looking for another job hopefully i can find a job that has better time even though i like this time but you know you know there's more there's times you wish you had better hours and stuff to yeah. do things with but you know what about you, Paul? Just busy, busy, busy. Yep, busy doing that adulting stuff, doing work. Uh, not not much else outside of working and you know working on the other podcast that I have going on will be coming up soon, and then working on this one. That's pretty much been my life. Yeah. So for me, it's just been busy because I've been you know ramping up extra life stuff started um, to kind of kick in like cons and different events and stuff like that. So. We're getting into that season where, you know, over the next couple months, we're going to have a couple cons. We're going to have a couple events that I'm going to be doing for Phoenix Overdrive and, you know, just trying to get that going and, you know, get fundraising. Uh, Paul, I don't know if if, if whatever, but uh, if you haven't signed up, remember to sign up. Uh, but just been kind of doing that thing. We had a holiday weekend here in the U.S. over the last week or so. Um, so just kind of trying to catch up and do things. Don't mind if my voice sounds funny. Um, I My allergies are still kicking my butt, so I'm all congested and sinus and all gross, you know. But, you know, with that, let's go ahead and let's get into some of the news here. Um, let's get the show started. So uh, it looks like uh, Marvel's uh, the Netflix show, Jessica Jones, season three is getting its premiere date, which is uh, June 14th. It's a Friday. Um, it came via Netflix's Twitter account. Um, and they're, they're basically, this is like the, uh, the swan song for Jessica Jones because it was already in production prior to the cancellations of like Iron Fist, Luke Cage and Daredevil. Um, so this is kind of the last one that's getting its last hurrah, its last season. And then we won't see anything else from this until eventually Marvel either decides to reboot it with Disney, you know, and all that with the new uh, service or with Hulu. Um, but this one seems like it's a little bit more adult, you know, focused. So it'll probably end up on Hulu because of uh, Disney acquiring the rights to Hulu. Like we talked about, uh, I think if it wasn't last week, it was week before. Uh, so what do you guys think? Did you guys watch the Jessica Jones? I, um, I didn't know. It's, just another casualty of, of Disney, it seems like. I mean, it was more, it seems like it was more because of uh, 
because they didn't want to pursue to keep the contract going with Netflix because they wanted to finally do their own thing, which is perfectly fine. Um, but Netflix basically has the rights to everything till 2020. So at the earliest, we'll probably start seeing everything will probably be like 2021, 2022 for some shows if they decide to reboot. And that's if they can bring the characters back, because, you know, by then they'll hopefully be moving on. You know to other roles or you know other shows or movies or whatever the case may be so where does this leave us like do you think they look to revamp them later you know once they're able to after the contract expires or do we see maybe like a reboot of the shows maybe including some characters that were already there um what do you guys feel about it i think well given the you know given the contract um, whenever that's up, um, that that's tough. Cause actually, no, fuck it. They are gonna do it. They're gonna redo it. Um, they're gonna redo all of them. They're gonna do redo Iron Fist. Cause I think Iron Fist. I didn't watch any of. I I watched like two seasons of uh, Jessica Jones. I'm sorry, two episodes of the first season of Jessica Jones, and I didn't watch anything else. Um, actually, I lied. Daredevil was the shit. The shit. But I think they're gonna redo everything else, given you know what they're doing. The whole look at Spider Man, even though that's Sony, but they did redid Spider Man three times. Um, they're gonna redo it, and they they should make it the way it was on Netflix because they're not. They said they're not gonna change anything, mostly with like with Fox properties and stuff like that. And um, I don't know. I I hope I hope they do a good job with it if when they do remake them. Um, and I hope they actually make better, I will, I guess, better content with yeah. some of the shows like, um, you know, like Iron Fist and like Luke Cage and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, it, well, <coughs> sorry. What do you guys think? I, I think we'll definitely see him redo it. It's a source of potential income for him and the shows themselves were received pretty well. Except for Iron Fist. Except for Iron Fist. That didn't yeah. work at all. Well, that's because you got, you know, you got the whole, you know, hey, the guy that's supposed to do Kung Fu. But how how is it that the fight scenes in Daredevil were like a hundred times better than any of the fight scenes in Iron Fist? Like Iron Fist literally had like, I think, one memorable like fight scene in it. And that was when he was fighting. Um, it was when he was fighting after they had... Um, they had brought out all the uh they had like announced all the big players or the triads and all that stuff he had that one great fight scene and that was it but daredevil like season after season had amazing fight scenes like daredevil had those knockout drag out like daredevil's like tired you just see him tired and he but he's still going fighting yeah getting his ass kicked and he's still going but iron fist is like i'm the iron fist <laughs> so uh will yes Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, um, it's getting uh, delayed until 2020 because some people wanted to cry about how he looked. People didn't cry. I wanted to say 9.9% of the people. <laughs> they hated and it. And they weren't going to watch it. And if you got $90 million on the line, do you really want to risk it and be like, nope, this is what we're doing and we're going to put it out there and you're going to like it whether you like it or not? No, you I'm don't, you don't part do of that. the 0.01% yep. that actually didn't mind how he looked. They they should release yeah, he, both. They should release the uh, original one, and, and that way they could sell cap. a ticket. Yeah, they should sell a ticket to Will and, like, I don't know, three other people in the world, <laughs> and they can all watch it like that exactly. early. And the rest like of to, us can be busy not watching it when it comes out later. 
Like to me, like I understand he he did look like shit, but to me, like it's the first Sonic movie we've had or that we ever had. So like, well, it's like it's still real to me. Damn it, it's still exactly like wrestling. Wrestling's still real to me. But I know um, it's gonna be pushed back to uh, February fourteenth. Which is, uh, you know, that big Valentine's Day, uh, yeah, yeah, February fourteenth, twenty twenty. That's what I want to spend my Valentine's yeah, Day doing. Say, of course, that's, that's super romantic. Just go, let's go watch uh, the animated ferret. I, yeah, I, I'm sure that went over. I'm sure, like, I took I took a date to Deadpool on Valentine's Day. I'm sure that went, that would go over better than taking a date to Sonic. Just saying. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, yeah, but uh, you know, according to uh, the director Jeff Fowler, uh, Fowler, sorry, um, he took to Twitter and saying, taking a little more time to make Sonic just right, and has a picture of the new date. Um, for you Sonic fans, um, it's the little spinning um gold pulse at the end with uh, his hand. It says two fourteen twenty, and the hashtag says no VFX artists were harmed making of this. Movie, I don't so believe it's that. Little, it's a little joke. <laughs> yeah, but it'll um, come out. It'll come out later. They worked like hundred hour weeks. They didn't have to see their families. They were chained to their desks. This is not Red Dead or Fortnite. <laughs> you say that um, with confidence, but they have to redo an entire movie that was pretty much done. All of those effects. It's it's gonna be some people working some long work weeks. But it was it was it was pushed back from the original date of November eighth. So that's what three months. Yep. So, but the movie a, was pretty much already done. They were for going a total all the character polish. redesign. They were doing all the yeah. They were doing all the polish stuff now to get yeah. Ready so for they're them. just gonna do all the polish stuff on top of making him look better. Just, they're change, they're redoing everything. What they have to do is they have to redo the whole any scene that he's in. They got to redo it now. So then, and then they have to go back and do all the post production and all that stuff and all the cleanup and then all the polish. So. Yeah, basically they just created like another like extra four four or five months yes. worth of work on themselves. Yes. So it's and uh, re- and real quick breaking news, I just saw it. Uh, Death Stranding just got a release date for November eighth, two thousand nineteen. Was it so, legit? Because there were there were leaks. I, I, no, no, it's it's legit. I'm on Twitter and I'm looking at Jeff Keighley's Twitter right now. Um, it's funny how that was the Sonic date. So hmm, Death Stranding and Sonic confirmed nope. being cool. Nope. <laughs> no, but uh, Death Stranding is being released uh, November 8th, uh, 2019. Yeah, see, because so. what I'm looking at here says uh, leak suggests November 8th release date, um, but it was removed from a Taiwanese Facebook page. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll find out for sure because eventually they'll be like, hey, by the way, this is happening. So yes. we'll, we'll make it happen. Um, mm-hmm. So, Paul, you want to go ahead and talk about the Avengers Endgame, uh, about their uh, their milestones that they're reaching right now? I could dive into it a little bit here. I do enjoy following um, their current run. So at the moment, they are, I believe it is second place for domestic, right? Yep. Which is uh, currently first place would be Force Awakens there. Yes. So they're crossing that $800 million line. And of course, they're uh, projected to do pretty. I think are they going to beat Avatar? Is it's not entirely, not entirely sure yet. They're projected that it should be able to as overall, but they did take a hit in the um, like with Detective Pikachu coming out in the couple weeks after the release. It was a little bit slower. Yeah, it's a hundred and three million away from Avatar's record. 
It's possible. They might do it. Yeah, just it really just going to depend on how long uh, the theaters are showing in-game. Uh, because here in another like month or so, we're we're gonna get the release for Spider Man Far From Home. So they That's... might leave Endgame in theaters a little bit longer because of the tie in it has to Spider Man Far From Home. Because usually by now a movie that's already been out for as long as it has, usually by now they would be closing up their run and getting prepping and go, getting ready to go to digital and Blu Ray and DVD yeah. here like within the next like two, three, maybe a month or so. They're saying that if it continues on the path that it is currently, that uh, it would take until almost Labor Day weekend, which is September. But I don't see Endgame running that long, um, considering there's all kinds of releases that we talked about last week that are coming out. Um, as far as like The Lion King is coming out, we have Spider-Man Far From Home, Toy Story 4 and all that. So... That it remains to be seen what will happen with that, but that's that's a that's a quite a feat considering, uh, you know where we are and where everything is with games and you know with movies and all of the entertainment that we follow. So for something to do something that be that big of a cultural phenomenon, is huge. And anyone that um just side note, if anyone anyone that says that, um, Star Wars, the last Star Wars movie is not going to beat Avengers or you know force awakens you're out of your mind like last jedi the what killed last jedi was the critical the critical like pandering and you know all the panning it got like everybody was like killing it in reviews and stuff but you know they had to have learned from that aspect you know so so back we're gonna go on to some gaming news here now um to kind of talk about so we hey we talked about dauntless so it's you know the cross play uh, mm-hmm. And so Dauntless surpasses 6 million players in its first week. Uh, Phoenix Labs has announced that Dauntless, since officially launching last week, has had 6 million players, doubling the player count that it had since the PC open beta. Uh, in addition to that, uh, over 20 million hunts have happened, 13 million behemoths have died, and a collective 15 million hours have played, uh, been played, and over 25 million weapons have been forged and most importantly people petted a lot of dogs because that's a thing in that game so and also too 60 percent of all dauntless party have been all cross-platform yes so that's That's exciting that's huge you know i was playing it um what was it sunday night because i was uh bored no Monday, Monday night, because I was bored. My brother was playing uh, Call of Duty. Uh, sorry, Rainbow Six. But he, uh, I was playing it, and I was like, all right, let me just try this out. I got into it. I was like, all right. And then I started playing it. I was like, all right. This game is like... It's pretty it's, solid. It's, a f- it's pretty yeah, solid. It, it, it's like a... F- to me, Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter was fun, but I got bored of this. Bored of that. Monster Hunter is I, so much fun, though. But I think Dauntless is like the... Not not poor, but Freeman's version of Monster Hunter that is fun as fuck, and I was having a blast. And it was just there's there's some um little bit differences like each weapon has like different um abilities that you can do, um like I was doing um the like the dual blades, and if you press like right bumper or R one whatever platform you're on, um you actually when you take out when you do that move. 
if you're close to the, the behemoth or monster, you basically do like a backflip and you do projectile damage. Well, when you're far away from the monster, you actually use your sword, your, your dual blades to cling onto the monster to get back to you. It's really fucking fun. Um, I didn't get a petted dog yet, which I'm really mad. But, um... You monster. No, no, I didn't... I didn't oh, I'm sorry. There's no dogs. I didn't see a dog yet. I don't know. And then, um... <coughs> what Ray was reading is right. I've seen nothing but crossplay. And it's fucking amazing. I played... I think the last game I played, it was three people on PC and me on Xbox. I can't tell if they're on um, PS4 or not, because I don't think there is a, like an icon for it yet, or I don't think it's crossplay with PS4 yet. I'm not too sure. How, but, um, how have, smooth is the crossplay from your experience? Smooth as fuck. Like I could not tell there was there was no lag. If there was lag, very minor. Um, I had I was using dual blades. Someone using. Two people were using long swords and someone was using like a hammer and we were just fucking up the monster and no lag whatsoever. Pretty cool. Um, there are some stuff you can collect. Um, there are like little wit like little wisp orbs that you can collect to make yourself go faster. Um, but it's pretty cool. I'm I'm having a blast. I might play some tomorrow or this weekend. Yeah, so. I'm planning on trying to pl get get in there and play some. So, very interesting. Um, so then also, uh, next point of news. Paul, have you checked out Dauntless, by the way, before we push on to the next one? I haven't picked up a PlayStation controller in about a month and a half. It's on PC too, fool. My computer lights on fire if I try to do anything. Well, rip. <laughs> right? Yeah. Rip. Struggles are real. So, uh, by the way, for those of you retro fans, Konami announces the Contra Anniversary Collection lineup. So this is something that I'm actually very, um, I'm very interested in because Contra was one of my favorite, my favorite game um, series back in the day, especially like NES and SNES. So it's, it includes Contra from the arcade, Contra NES, Contra for the Famicom, Super Contra for the arcade, Super C for the NES. Contra 3 The Alien Wars, Super Pro Probotector, Alien Rebels SNES, um, the Contra Hardcore for Sega, I, I remember playing that on Sega, the Sega Genesis, Probotector for the Sega Mega Drive, and Operation C from the Game Boy. Um, you know, a, a few of those have already been announced. They did give some new additions uh, that give the different, the different aspects of the Contra experience. So I'm very, very uh, interested. And, and to um, kind of look at that, uh, it's only 20 bucks, And it's going to be available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC via Steam. Because now we have to make that distinction whether or not something's coming to Steam or if it's Epic or Uplay or whatever, because that's now a thing. So yeah, so that's, um, so that's pretty much the news other than what we're going to talk about for our topic. I'm going to give a rundown here real quick in the, the Unknown Arcade uh, for some of the games that are coming out. Some of these, I have no idea what the hell they are. It's like, whatever, they're there. I love um, playing Guess the Game. Right, Guess the Game. Like, I remember I used <laughs> to do that um, where I would have to go to, like, Wiki or Metacritic or whatever to find a description of a game to be like, what the fudge? 
Like, what in the hell is this thing? So, uh, coming June 3rd, we have Patoons Party for PS4. Uh, Tuesday, we have Kotodama, The Seven Mysteries of Fujisawa. Uh, is PS4, P- uh, PC, and Switch. Uh, we have The Elder Scrolls Online Elsewhere, um, PS4, PC, Xbox One. I honestly God thought that was out already. I, th- I As much as I've seen on it, I thought it was out too. I don't know. Like, I played The Elder Scrolls Online when it first came out, and it was such boot. It was booty. It was straight up just boo-boo juice. It was literally was, garbage. It was just like, yep, I'm done. And so I never went back. Like, I literally... I got that game, and Bo, pl- Bo and I played that game for like a week straight. And then it was just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I'm done. Um, and then Trover Saves the Universe comes to PC, uh, because I did come to PSVR last week. And then we have Warhammer Chaos Bane, PC, PS4, Xbox One. I should um, know what that is, but I don't. War, the Warhammer games are really, really great. They're really interesting, but it's, I feel like they just don't get enough, like, they don't get enough attention or fanfare. Like, they're really solid games if you enjoy, especially if you enjoy, like, Warhammer 40K and all that. Like, definitely solid games because they're set in those universes. It's just, I just can't bring myself enough to care, you know, to play it. You know, it's just, there's so many games coming out. <laughs> Um, then no games on Wednesday. Thursday we have Hell Let Loose coming to PC, and then Friday we have The Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel 2 coming to PS4, and then uh, one of the critically acclaimed RPGs that came to Switch last year, we get Octopath Traveler on PC coming June 7th. Wow. Speaking of which, um, PSA from El Capitan here: Journey is coming to PC. I don't care who you are, what your feelings are about Epic or anything else like that, whether you're a Steam diehard or whatever, you need to find a way to play that game. Because Journey is an incredible game. It's an incredible experience and everyone needs to play it. You have now, you now have no excuse unless you're strictly Xbox because I don't foresee that coming to Xbox anytime soon. But it's on PC, it's on PS4, it's on PS3. Pick one and play it. Definitely owe it to yourself. It's only a couple hours long, too. So it's something you can do in one sit down. But with that, uh, Will's been telling us about his adventures in Dauntless. I played a little bit of Dauntless. I played some of the Division 2 because we were trying to get ready for the raid and all that. Because getting, getting six people for Destiny, Paul, if you remember, was like a chore. Yeah. Imagine having to get two more on top of that, getting eight people together at one time. It's I'm good. Thanks, though. Atrocious. Like we have 10 different people that we play with. Like I have nine other people that I play with. And for some reason, none of our schedules match up. And then me lately, I haven't really been playing games anyway because of health stuff, family stuff, life obligations, uh, you know, kid obligations, you know, all this other fun stuff. So with that. It's hard just to be like, hey, we're going to raid tonight. Let's try and do it. You know what I mean? Because at least before we would, you know, with Destiny, that we had a big plethora of people to pick from. Division, and we have a lot of people to pick from. It's just nobody's ever available at the same time. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard to get a group together. And then you can't matchmake. And I sure as hell don't want an LFG because I've had nothing but nightmare experiences with LFG. Yep. Paul, you remember when we used to LFG for uh, Atheon for Vault of Glass? 
Uh, you would do you would do your raid academy with yeah. randos. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, anybody never beaten this before? <laughs> you want to learn how? Yeah, I, I remember. Five hours later. <laughs> I remember just soloing the Templar and just being like, just sit back there and snipe it. Yeah, oh, you could just... do that. Well, I have yes. to because you all suck. Yeah. Right. Remember that when I had to play hero and I was going through both portals for oracles and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh my god. You're a fucking brave soul. Oh, dude, I was I was killing it, though. Like, we, I had had enough. I had had so much, like, so much of enough. And then we had we had other saving moments like that. Remember when we were doing Callus uh, for the for the for that raid for the Leviathan when we were doing that stuff. And uh, and I had to clutch super it at the end to kill him. I remember that one. That was I a clutch st- clutch super. <laughs> It's like Titan Smash and you die. <laughs> just jumps off the plate, just like I'm a murderer, guys. I'm it gonna worked. kill it. It's gonna die. You punched, uh, you punched, Callus to death, and that was pretty entertaining. Yeah. So, uh, Paul, have you been playing anything? Unfortunately, no. I haven't. I've been playing Real Life Simulator. Actually, I did get to play some Magic: The Gathering. I went to the card shop last week. And I was going to go this week, but I got nominated for Streamer Zone's Lurk Night. So it's like, yep, that's not happening because I'd rather go and accept that and hang out with a bunch of cool new people and meet all, you know, meet new people and hang out with friends I have in the, mm-hmm. the Streamer Zone than, you know, go get my ass kicked by combo players in Magic because that's never fun anymore. I keep saying yeah. I need to become a combo player, Paul, but I, I, it's not my style. I don't like it. I've never it's liked it. so fun, though. Yeah, that's because you're a you're an asshole blue player. I am. <laughs> that's that's literally that's literally what blue players do. They play the combos, and I play blue, but I don't play blue like that. Like I play blue, but fun. And are you I'm, actually even playing blue? Yeah, I am actually playing blue. I'm playing the other side of blue. So and you're not a dick. I don't yeah, understand how you can play blue and not be a dick. Uh, there, I do. I have dick moments. If that helps. <laughs> Or yeah. you're just like, hey, that really big thing you wanted to do? No. Remember that time you're going to have fun in this game? <laughs> mm, I don't remember that either. Yeah, so I guess uh, since where we are right now, uh, let's go ahead and let's swing into the topic. Since we have quite a bit of Nintendo news this week, because Pokemon had a press conference for 2019, and they just dropped the Pokemon coming. It's just like, blah, everywhere. It's everywhere. Things just things everywhere. So Pokemon Masters was announced for mobile um, during the 2019 Pokemon Press Conference. Uh, so Game Freak's Ken Sugimori said that, you know, trainers have wanted to see uh, other trainers from the video games, you know, from different iterations of the video games in one game. So the new mobile game is being uh, developed by Pokemon Company and DNA. Uh, which did Super Mario Run and Animal Crossing uh, Pocket Camp. Um, and so basically what this is going to do, this is going to bring us old trainers like Brock and Misty and, you know, those trainers that we've seen from the different games. So this is actually really, really interesting. Uh, it'll be released in June, and it'll be for iOS and Android. And it is going to have Pokemon battling, but it's going to be a more casual, unique Pokemon experience is the way they... They listed it. 
That's an interesting way to put it. I'm not really sure what I should expect from that. But um, well, Pokemon for for example, Pokemon Go is more casual Pokemon experience. Yeah, it's I, not you know I'd it's not like that. hardcore. It's not a hardcore, so it's probably going to be in the same vein, not like Pokemon Go, but it'll have a more laid back feel to it where you're not like I gotta grind for the shiny I need these natures and this IV and this EV and this is that you know no because that was literally one of the things that put me off of the Pokemon games after a while like cause to be any good you had to like really get in depth with all that stuff it's like look I just want to play catch the little damn monsters and play for fun like, you know, I don't I don't need to have the, the hardcore nature. Or I don't need to have these stats in order to, you know, to have fun and enjoy the game. But some people, that's their cup of tea. And, you know, I, if that's you, then more power to you. I tried then, getting that hardcore into it just because, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty competitive human being. That that's a, it's like a whole different world. Like, yeah, that's that's a whole different like there are Pokemon Twitcher Twitch streamers that sit there and they will sit there and play for. I don't know how many hours until they can get a shiny this with this stat or this nature. And it's just like the probability of getting a shiny is already next to like, like hardcore improbable, but getting it with that attributes that they want is even further. So it's like, man, I can't dedicate that much life, you know, like playing four or 5,000 hours of Pokemon. Like I've played a lot of hours of games like wow. And uh what was the other everquest and you know those kind of games but i i couldn't do that with just pokemon like i love pokemon and all and nostalgia and this that the other but fuck that's a lot yeah so also too hey the pokemon bank will now evolve haha pun Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so pokemon home was announced for nintendo switch and smartphones um, so this will be compatible with Sword and Shield when it not, when it when it's launched. It is planned for an early 2020 launch uh, for iOS and Android. Uh, Pokemon Home will let players integrate Pokemon from their 3DS Pokemon Bank, Pokemon Go on their smartphones, and Nintendo Switch games like Let's Go uh, the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, as well as Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, this will also allow for trading with players globally online. So. Mm -mm. I, I don't want to get I want to get into it right now but I don't want to get it hold that thought <laughs> hold the thought <laughs> um, globally online with their friends and other trainers that may be nearby hmm Nintendo what are you doing Nintendo why you do this this is a good thing Pokemon Home great thing I have another point that I'm going to talk about here in a moment that just came out to yesterday today that kind of thing as of the time we're recording for this. And and unfortunately, I have to be kind of salty about it. And I have to be like, I'm on the no end of this. And it's I like salty Ray though. But it's 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 just so bad. So um basically what it'll do is it'll allow you to bring all your Pokemon into one platform. So you can bring them all to the Switch or you can bring them to mobile as they, you know, unlock other versions of uh, things for Pokemon Go. You know, whenever they're like, hey, by the way, these this generation of Pokemon is coming, you know, to Pokemon Go because they don't release everything all at once. They, they kind of been doing it in waves. So the next one is really weird because it's, hey, you can play Pokemon while you sleep. 
Just Pokemon? in case you you wanted some downtime from playing Pokemon, Pokemon. So, no, we fixed right. it for you. So now, so now you can literally play Pokemon 24 hours a day. Whether you're awake, you're asleep, whatever the case may be, all Pokemon all the time. So it's an app slash game for smartphones that tracks a user's sleeping time and brings a different gameplay experience. Uh, so the new mobile app for iOS and Android will allow players to wake up with Pokemon every morning and aims to turn sleeping into an entertainment time by having a player's time spent sleeping and the time they wake up affect gameplay. While not much was else was released about it right now, um, the Pokemon Go Plus... Uh, plus Plus... Yeah, plus plus. What the f- <sighs> was yeah, announced and will connect to Pokemon Sleep and Pokemon Go. The new Pokemon Plus Plus will will launch alongside the release of Pokemon Sleep and use an embedded accelerometer to track player sleep time and send information back to the device. It will also act like the original Pokemon Go Plus um, during day or night if you stay up late and added functionality. Um, to celebrate this, Pokemon Go trainers will have the chance to encounter sleeping Snorlax around the world and be inspired to sleep to prepare for the new app. What? The They're heck? telling you to go the fuck to bed. They're like, hey, you, you, you play so much Pokemon, you need to go to sleep. You have and no life, stop playing Pokemon. But here, play Pokemon while you sleep, and then when you wake up, play Pokemon again. Exactly. Like, We've created this like, problem, and now like I'm trying to solve it. Freaking, like, 12-year-old me would have been super hyped for all this. Like, yeah, Pokemon all the time. But now I'm just like, adult me is just like, what the hell, Nintendo? Yeah. I, I see the merit. I see definitely see the merit in this from that. For the kids, like, hey, if you go to bed on time, you get rewarded from it. As a, we're sorry we accidentally told your kids to stay up all night playing Pokemon Go. Here, we're fixing it for you. <laughs> we'll tell, we'll get them to go to sleep. Sorry. Now you don't even need to be a parent anymore. You can just give the, your your kids a Pokemon Go and the Plus Plus, and it, it does it all for you. So, also during the Pokemon 2019 press conference, a new Detective Pikachu sequel project is announced for Nintendo Switch. I'm not um, shocked. It will not, it will not be a port or a re-release of 2016's Detective Pikachu from the 3DS, but it will be an all-new adventure that will bring a conclusion to the story that ended on a cliffhanger in the original game. What the heck? I, th- so, I think we even predicted this like a couple weeks back when we were talking, yeah, we were talking about-, about it. Like this will probably open the door for new P- Detective Pikachu game. Yeah. And sure as shit, here we are. No, yeah, we don't have inside info at Nintendo. We just kind of predicted it and it just, it was kind of a no brainer. It was, yeah, um, it was a really logical next step in this. So they, they said, you know, it was said that Detective Pikachu gives great insight into the world of Pokemon through its fun mysteries and wonderful coffee-loving lead, a.k.a. Detective Pikachu. He loves coffee. Um, this is following the success of Pokemon Detective Pikachu film, which stars Pikapool, as Hunter calls him, Ryan Reynolds. I, I prefer Dead Chew, but, you know, that's just me. Or you can just call him Pikachu. Uh, no. Dead Chew. No, Pikachu, his real fucking name. But Ryan Reynolds does Deadpool and Pikachu, so that's why the joke. Pikapool or Deadchew. Like I said, I prefer Deadchew better, but it's not my choices here. People don't follow me most of the time, Um, which actually had a really great opening weekend for a video game film adaptation like we talked about before. 
Um, and then, you know, then we got the other information that they already gave us as far as all of that with the Switch. So Switch is becoming a Pokemon Haven now. What do you guys think? Do you think this is a good move considering usually Pokemon games sell systems? Yes. Of course. The, the like more the Pokemon, you, the more Nintendo. AR, the more you can blur the lines of reality in game, especially for something like Pokemon, where it's by nature, it lends itself well to it. Yeah, I mean, this is all good marketing, good moves. It's going to sell. It's going to sell hardcore because it's just like Pokemon just doesn't know like no it's just like nope we're just gonna do it we're gonna make it and people will buy it like remember how mad people were when they announced ultra sun and ultra moon they're like what the hell we don't want you know they wanted a different you know go to a different place in pokemon they didn't want to go back to that world but it still sold like gangbusters because i've noticed people like to whine and complain but they still buy things vote with your wallet people vote with your wallet yep and so the last bit of Nintendo news, which currently has me relatively salty, and that's why Paul is like, Salty Ray is salty. Here we go. So, Super Mario Maker 2 will not allow friends to play together online. You can only play with friends on one Nintendo Switch or with local wireless play with another Switch. So meaning you have to play couch co-op or with another person in person. Mind you, I know people that have Switches and things like that, which is fine, but the thing is, is most of the time I'm not gonna try and make a meetup for it to play something like Mario Maker. If I'm making a level, usually I'd want to post it and be like, "Hey, dude, check this out, Paul," or "Hey, well, check out this cool thing I did," and have you play it online from wherever you are. You know what I mean? Makes sense, right? It would, it would, mm -hmm. it would make sense, except no, for I'd Nintendo. Understand. Not, not in Nintendo. Not at no, Nintendo. you can do that. You just can't play with friends. No, you can't. You can't. You can play online co-op or versus mode through one system or local wireless play. Um, so you can't do anything right then and there when you're online. You can't create friend lobbies. You can only play online with randoms. You can still get friends together to play with local play. And you're free to free to play with your with up to four players on one Nintendo Switch. Um, you can still challenge your friends through course IDs. But they have to, uh, they have to follow your maker profile. That sounds like a lot of extra steps. Yes, because it's not enough that we still have freaking friend IDs, basically, because the switch ID is still a friend ID. I don't care what anybody says; it's still basically the friend codes all over again. Uh, it also explains that you can't. It, um, <laughs> If you could mix and match local and online play and it says no, you can you can you can or people asked if you can mix mix and match like try and play with randos like do like a like a matchmaking thing and Nintendo said that no, it's not possible. So literally you have to play with your friends. If you want to play with your friends right then and there, you have to play with them in person. There's no other way around it or play with randos on the internet. Which you would think it would be the other way around. You, th you would think that Nintendo would want to let you play with your friends, but not with randoms. Just saying. It's a, it's a very bizarre or bizarre um, design choice from them. I know. But it's, it's 2019. Like, it's 2019. We're finally starting to see cross-platform play become a thing. They blew We're their budget on Pokemon. It's like, it's like what the Pokemon fuck are sleep. you doing? What the fuck are you doing, Nintendo? Like, come on, man. Like, this shit sucks. You know what I mean? Like, not, not like, I'm, I'm only salty because it's like, 
Nintendo is still so far beyond behind the times on this that it's it's actually kind of comical in some ways, but kind of sad. Because it's like, what the hell, Nintendo? Like, why? Why? Why do you do this? Why, why was this something that somebody signed off on? To be like, yeah, that nobody will mind that, right? Like, come on, man. Like, really? It's it's just so it's just so bad, and and it's just like. And yet they why? have networks that work well, like with all the Pokemon stuff, all of that, all like the bank or sorry, the home now, that works. They can yeah, make something you can play like with that. People from around the world, like, but why they they can't make it? Like I don't understand. I I can't grasp the design choice or like the limitation that they ran into that was just not solvable to allow a game where you would want to play with friends more than anything to not. Right, and it feels like I mean it feels like we're getting all these great games from Nintendo. But at the same time, it seems like it seems like their third party support is just kind of hinging on indies and stuff like that. Like they're just now getting a, a, a Brothers of Tale of Two Sons. They're getting that. And we've been seeing other indies drop because Will was talking about indies and Nintendo being a good place for indies before. Um, what was that one box boy or whatever that you were excited to check out Will before? Oh, uh, fuck. I forgot the name of it. Uh, I think I think it might have been Box Boy. Box Boy and Box Girl or whatever it was. And mind you, Nintendo has games that I'm really excited for. Like, they have the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 as an exclusive. Come on. <laughs> like, I want to play that. See, this is what I don't get. People are going batshit crazy because you can't play Super Mario Maker 2 with friends online. But you weren't able to play online in in Mario Party for the Switch with friends, but I no was one not said happy anything. About that. I no, but, I was not happy about that. No one said anything like publicly. No, no one said I, anything. No, I know a lot of people that said something about it. There was a big <coughs> thing about it back when it first launched. Ah, uh, well, this is the, I I didn't hear anything for that, but like. This game does have online play of friends. Oh my god, we're gonna re- fucking revolt! Uh, but, like. but but the thing is, is that you have to realize that Nintendo can't keep the old Nintendo ways going. Eventually, they're gonna have to cater more to their gamers, and not everyone plays everything locally or has all their friends. You know, like I can't play some games with you because you live, you know, four and a half hours away or whatever it is. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and if, if I want to be able to play with you, then we can't play together, and that's an experience that people miss out on. Because of the way that Nintendo has their has their things, has their their policies, and eventually you would think that they would f- freaking change it to allow people to be able to play together no matter where they are, you know. And that's one thing that Microsoft and Sony do well. They try their best to implement into their games ways to have players come together and be able to play the games they enjoy. And that's I don't why. Then that's why PC kind of does it best. PC has umpteen million different games yeah pc hasn't really changed a whole lot in pc gaming other than you know graphics this the bases depending on operating systems and things like that but it allows you to come together you don't need you know you don't need special voice chat like that's the other thing nintendo doesn't do well like they don't have voice chat they have an app for your phone no built-in voice chat whatsoever however there's a controller coming out and they're looking to add the feature for voice chat through the switch yeah, you have a fucking Finally. hub on audio jack. But you have jack. to buy you a special a... controller, whereas with 
Microsoft and Sony, it comes pretty much built in. PC, you just have to figure out which program you want to use, and it's pretty much there built in. I I don't I don't I think the reason why I'm not like too overworked for the Super Mario Maker shit is because don't get me wrong, I love the game. But I, I I'm just not oh I'm not too worked up about this online shit is because Nintendo, like you said before, Nintendo's always been behind. So I'm but not they need you know to do something I'm, to fix it and I'm not like, hey, Nintendo is doing something right, whatever. I'm just I'm just expecting whatever because that them always being in third or actually technically if you want to be like fourth place because you got the consoles and first and second and or whatever and then you got PC and then now you have you know Nintendo doing everything ass backwards or whatever well, like so I think that's the reason Nintendo, why if Nintendo continues Nintendo's gonna overtake the Xbox One <coughs> for second place well no no I'm not talking about like that I'm just talking about like in general like as in like, like the mind share you mean yeah. is what you mean yeah yeah then it's just like I don't know it's like Especially when the Wii came out, like it was such a good thing, but like they were still using AV cables as PS2, no PS3 and 360. Um, you could use an HDMI. You know what well, I mean? HDMI and it's like eventually came to the 360. At first, it was just component. Well, no, yeah, I'm saying, but like when the Wii came out, like and then it had like the black Wii. Yeah, and then they had, had like the, the special Wii, so you know what, yeah. like that, and same thing like the Wii U. The Wii U were finally able to do HDMI, but I think you were only able to do like I think 720 or something like that. I couldn't even get to 1080. Uh, there was a couple <clears> games that actually got to 1080. Oh, really? Okay, the Wii U, yeah. So, um, but um, I, I, I just, I just think they're behind. It was funny that certain games on Xbox One originally were only 900p, whereas this less, slightly less powerful thing was running things at 1080p, which. It's kind of whatever because Nintendo games usually aren't entirely like realistically detailed and stuff like that anyway. So take that with a grain of salt. You know? Yeah, and but it's I, like the, the Bethesda we're, we're effect. Past, we're past the resolution wars though. Some yeah. people can't get past it because now, you know, people are like, oh, well, Xbox One X can do this. And it's like, it's not 4K all the time. It's usually upscaled 4K. Like the, yeah, which looks just like, like the poopy. Pro, which is just, I, I, just like the Pro, except for there's like certain games that are native 4K. Like Minecraft, holy shit, you can see all the fucking blocks. <laughs> you you can see all of your pixels. The only reason why I brought up just uh, the graphics, just because like, just, just stating that Nintendo's always behind. And you yeah. know what I mean? Like the whole fucking chat function. Hey, you have to use your phone. And then you have to have a wire connected to your phone that connects to the, the console switch. and then yep. from the, well, I'm sorry, from the console to the phone and then from the phone to your headset. Like, yep. why? Just fucking, you have That's a fucking exactly port on the point. switch. You're exactly, you, you, you know what I mean? So like, right it's. Now. Like that, that's why I'm not, I think that's the reason why I'm not well, like. You should be upset because mad. you're letting them be complacent. It's the same and, thing with I mean, Bethesda. They did the so, same thing. Well, why did Bethesda never change anything? Well, because nobody ever told them to. Everybody accepted it and it went fine until it didn't. And that's eventually going to happen at Nintendo and there will be a reckoning for them. They're going to do something, and whether it's this generation or next. I mean, That's it kind of already fail. happened with the Wii U because the Wii yeah. U did not sell well at all, and they still haven't quite recovered from that. They haven't. They they. It's not that they haven't recovered. They just kind of just tossed the. They just kind of tossed the the Wii U aside, and we're just like, hey, f you. Hey, you know, they got. Hey, people, you got. If you didn't buy a Wii U, here's all the re, Wii U remastered games on Switch now, pretty which much. is pretty cool. All the big ones. But then again, it's like, eh, you know what I mean. 
the other big ones, like Mar- Mario Kart 8 was probably like the biggest sport they ever did in any form. Yeah. I believe. Uh, technically, Splatoon 2, for example, was just like Splatoon 1.5 because it was literally the original Splatoon with like some added stuff. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't, and then they did a different, like slightly different story thing for it, but it was, it wasn't like a big major step forward like most Nintendo games are. And people need to like speak up about it more and be like, hey, this isn't cool. Because it's not cool. There's there's no excuse for this. It's it's just 2019. Like, it's, I mean, you look this at is stuff all when very stuff basic ends up stuff. Broken, you, when stuff ends up broken, a.k.a. Anthem, for example, that we all played, people were losing their ever-loving minds about it. Because they're like, this sucks, that sucks, this, this, that, the other. And no, they haven't done anything to really help themselves or the perception of it, which is why nobody talks about it anymore except for probably us. Because it's, we And we use it more as an example, not so much as a as a uh, accolade or anything for them you know we kind of kind of shame it by example for example you know um because anthem didn't do things right and most of the big leads are moving on to the next mass effect game or dragon age or whichever one it was it's dragon age right is the next big game for i believe so yeah so you know all the all the project the lead project people are moving from anthem and they're moving to the next big game that means that game is probably doa it's probably dead in the water and there's nothing much that EA is going to do about it because they already made their money because we bought it like dum-dums. But you never know what's going to happen until it actually happens. And sometimes you get like the phenomenon, like what we see with, you know, with like Fortnite happening or with Apex Legends, the run that they had, but even Apex Legends now is struggling. So things go right until, like Paul said, till they don't. Yeah, you can only you can only like get away with your free pass because oh I'm Nintendo oh or I'm I'm Bethesda or oh I'm EA. It, it eventually I mean you, Ubisoft was a as a great example of where they they bottomed out on it like they got free passes and free passes and free passes until like with Assassin's Creed when nobody was buying it. Yeah, until and then they it had didn't. to take a year off or two years off, and then we got Origins. So I think Nintendo will see that coming up here. Probably not with their Pokemon stuff or anything to that effect, but definitely with their consoles and their online, it's it's pretty it's pretty Stone Age, can, and it's there's no reason for it. They have money, obviously. I mean, they made a bunch of stuff with cardboard, but they couldn't like fix their online. <laughs> Don't get me started on the Nintendo cardboard. Don't. Labo. Over, over yeah, overpriced <laughs> overpriced cardboard. Like, I was going to get my kids the Labo, but then I thought about it. I'm like, yep, give it a day and that cardboard crap will be destroyed. And then I'll be stuck with a Nintendo Switch game that I can't do anything with. Never mind. Yes, you know, kids are great cool at taking concept. care of cardboard. Yeah, cool oh, concept, wait. but bad execution. Yeah, great idea. But children are destructive. Yeah, children aren't careful with things. At all. So... Um, and then, and then other things that Nintendo has done that that was, since we're kind of just jumping on the, the thing, was did you guys see about the Assassin's Creed th- three remaster? For Switch, doesn't really feel like a remaster. Like it, it seems like they just ported it over, and that was mainly Ubisoft doing, not Nintendo. But <coughs> excuse me, it's just one of those things where it's just like, wow, like, come on. This is a new day. It's a new age. Let's move forward and 
let's let's sh- let's give to the gamers you know give to your people that support you to your fans and everything let's let's go ahead and move it you know and it's just it just nintendo's just kind of staying you know vertical they're not they're parallel they're not moving forward they're not moving back they're not moving forward they're kind of just staying still but that, that you can't you can't remain in relevant with a lack of momentum it that just doesn't true. happen that is very true and that's why that's why i i have these conversations with people and i try to talk to people about these but a lot of people are kind of just like oh it's just what nintendo does like well like a lot like a lot of people i know that are you know nintendo fans or you know nintendo gamers or that are just gamers in general just have that kind of whatever it's nintendo you know thing and it's just why why continue to give nintendo a free pass when you should want better from the content you know they can do better you've seen them do better yeah and you know i mean because we get these amazing games you know that they set up so why why are we going to be complacent in certain areas but be happy when they push other areas like why can't they find that you know balance or the equilibrium to do it kind of every way around because it's sad that it takes a pokemon game in order to allow you know online play this that the other or online pokemon feature it's not even a game pokemon features to allow global trading global battling and all this for pokemon whereas nintendo which their mascot is mario can't play with your friends online yeah it doesn't look good it it, it, it just doesn't make sense because you would want your your mario games to be the ones that shine out in order to kind of keep Mario relevant, because eventually it may end up kind of like your boy Sonic there. Well, Will. Listen, don't talk shit about Sonic. All right. So- Sonic just isn't relevant anymore. <laughs> He's the mascot for Sega. He's only relevant because of fanboys like you that keep him, you know, somewhat damn, alive. I'm not a fanboy. You Jesus. are such a fanboy. I am not. I'm going to loop back to your profile picture of Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's not wrong. <sighs> fucking god fuck you all right fuck you (laughs) no but that's the thing is it's like you know you can have a cult following in games and stuff but nintendo is such a household name why wouldn't you want to just be because nintendo could easily if nintendo were to step up and be like hey we want to be better in these categories or with these aspects or these features nintendo could easily go toe-to-toe with sony and microsoft oh i have no doubt of that none whatsoever they've they've led the innovation in certain things before yeah but the thing is is most people nintendo doesn't have to because they make their money anyway and it's just like yeah but you you would think you would want better for yeah don't you want more though yeah like you would want more and yeah it's the entitled gamer probably in me or whatever you know and i don't have that come out very often but i grew up with nintendo i was a nintendo kid like i want to see nintendo be better and do better and give us better experiences now that we're in an era where, you know, innovation and technology and everything is, you know, the norm, minus the Samsung Fold, because that was a failure. Um, you know, but we're they, seeing they things tried. like Paul was talking about earlier, freaking an Internet satellite to give global Internet coverage. Like, we're coming into a world like that. Like, why Why is Nintendo so complacent with being, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago? 20, 20 years ago, if you think about it. <laughs> You know, like, come on now. And I, th- I think with that, I think we t- kind of talked it to death. And yeah, I was salty. So I don't know what we're going to call this episode. 
Uh, we can just call it Nintendo with a dash of salt or a splash of salt or whatever. Be like Ray but, Salty. That's it. Just Ray Salty. But, you know, like we have, you know, Salty Ray and, you know, freaking Angry Jug and, you know, Fanboy Will. Oh, my fucking God. I'm going to kill you. God damn it. <laughs> I think we have Mr. Mr. Matt himself, Paul Paul, because Paul just most of the time Paul's just like meh. Meh. <laughs> it's like eh. It's like, eh, what do you want me to say? Like you know, but that's <laughs> this is where we land. So uh with that, do we have any shout outs or anything we want to mention? Anything coming up? Um, other than I know we E3 is coming up here soon. Um, I need to sit down with you guys and we need to kind of figure out, see if we can work something out schedule wise mm-hmm. to do maybe like a rehash episode, kind of like talk about what happened during E3. Um, it'll probably be happen. It'll probably have to happen. Friday. Uh, so I kind of want to do a side episode. I don't want to do it as a main episode. You know, where we can bust it open, talk for, you know, hour, hour and a half, somewhere in there about what happened at E3, what we're excited for. Um, just because I know we're not going to get a lot of the big, big, huge things. Like, Sony's not there, you know, and Ubisoft is changing the way they're doing their thing. Square Enix is in there still. EA changed the way they're doing theirs. Nintendo's scaling theirs even further back. Um, you know, and there's a lot of stuff that's not playable at E3 this year. So, I want to do something special there, especially with E3 coming up within the next couple weeks. Um, you know, I know we had to kind of, we've kind of been tossing it around. But uh, was there any other shout outs or anything we want to mention with anything coming up? Um, uh, not that I can think of now. Yeah, right, not, so, yeah, nothing, nothing. So with that, guys, hey, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for listening to my tirades and my rants. I've had a couple of those the last couple of weeks, so sorry. <laughs> um, but we definitely appreciate the love and support, all the feedback that I've got. I know I've gotten um, everyone that listens, everyone that follows us. Thank you very much. We love you guys because we could we couldn't do this without you guys, um, you know, tuning in, you know. So definitely, thank you, thank you. Um, but that'll be all this. No, that will be all for this week's Nerds Unknown podcast. On behalf of Paul the Keeper of Rapture, Will the Jester, and unfortunately the absent, the Big Jug, Juggy himself. We thank you guys. Thank you very much. Game over. Keep it nerdy. And as always. Rise above, guys. That will be all for this week's Nerds Unknown podcast. If you enjoyed the show, give us a like on the podcast platform of your choice and share with the nerds in your life. To give us feedback, to submit questions or topics, you can email us, nerdsunknownpodcast at gmail.com. Please be sure to follow Nerds Unknown on Instagram and Twitter at Nerds Unknown. For gaming adventures of the unknown kind, follow us at twitch.tv forward slash nerds unknown. This is El Capitan signing off and reminding you guys to always rise above. Goodbye until next time. And as always, keep it nerdy. Nerds Unknown podcast out. <laughs>